We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. All it takes is one. That's all it takes in life. One one movie, one song to change your life. Michigan and Washington are going to have the opportunity to change their lives and to change the program. Nobody's about to call either one of them the best programs in the nation. No one. Yeah, nobody's going to call them uh, Washington. They're just going to say they had the best team this year. (laughs) We're going to pop up next year, and neither one of those teams will be ranked number one. You know who's going to be ranked number one next year? The Georgia Georgia. Bulldogs. (laughs) Georgia might be AP number one team next year. Georgia Bulldogs. You know who's going to be number two? More than likely, the Alabama Crimson Tide. It just it is what it is, man. It is what it is, dude. I'm an Illinois fan. Left. You want want me to share my pain? I'm an Illinois basketball fan, bro. I have one of the worst coaches in college basketball. Because you know Illinois fans would tell me he has two Big Ten championships. He has a Big Ten tournament championship. And that dude has had a number one seed and a number three seed in the last three years and couldn't get out the first weekend with a number one seed and number three seed. So don't tell me how great of a coach he is, dude. None of that stuff matters. Can you win in a situation that just like sports, when you play throughout a season, the better teams will win the conference. Why? Because it's a large sample size. But when you minimize the sample size and it becomes a one-game scenario in a tournament, everything becomes magnified. How good you can coach, how good you can prepare, all of that becomes magnified. All of that becomes anybody, Anybody can lose. Anybody, this dude had back-to-back Big Ten Players of the Year and better teams and lost to better teams in the tournament. This dude had Kobe Coburn, Kofi Coburn and Io DeSumo on the same team and lost to Loyola Chicago, dude. 
You don't sit up here and tell me if the best team always wins. And that's why it basically on that. You definitely see that in basketball. How many times Kentucky lose? Bro, if NC <laughs> Notre Dame, if, if, by that logic, by that logic, Notre Dame is never going to win a national championship, left. Mm-hmm. If, if Notre Dame needs to have the better team to win the championship, it might not happen. And that's the point. Notre Dame doesn't need to have a better team. They just need to get hot and play better than the teams they face on that day. Period. Period. If Notre Dame wins the championship next year, they're going to have to be the team that's better than them. They're going to have to. They have to be the team that's better than them. We're not the Miami Dolphins. Well, they can only beat teams that aren't as good as them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Unfortunately, that's the path, the expansion with the way it's laid out and Notre Dame not being in the conference. Notre Dame is going to have to win a championship by beating a team that's better than them. And they can do it. Period. They can do it. But it doesn't change the fact that they're going to have to beat a team that's better than them. It's simple. That's why. I'm encouraged. Left, you said you're encouraged because you feel like being the fifth or sixth seed, even though people feel like being a top four seed or not being able to get in the top four because of no alignment with the conference. It's a blessing because you say, yo, if you're the four seed, you have to play the one seed. Right? In the current thing, if you're the three seed, you have to play two seed, so on and so forth. Unless Notre Dame was dominant and was undefeated, it was very rare that Notre Dame in the current 
playoff form was going to get into the playoff as a one seed. Very rare. Very rare. Slim shot. But now it's a very great chance that they can be the number one seed in the at-large bids, which is huge because it sets them up going into the quarterfinals to play. If they're the five seed, they beat the four seed. Because I think after I think they I think they're gonna reseed after the or for the semifinals. If I'm not mistaken, I don't want to give bad information, so I'll hold off on that. I don't know if the reseeding takes place at the semifinals. I think it takes place at the semifinals. But if there are five or six seed left, they're gonna play the lesser team, lesser teams of the top, top four. And that's very man, that's vitally important. The path is vitally important in tournament play to avoid. That's why the big deal, there was such a big deal about the Lions Cowboys game, right, left? Because the loser of that game has to face San Francisco in the second round instead of the championship game in the NFC. And that's huge, man. That's huge. That's huge. It's very, it's very conceivable that the Cowboys and the Lions can beat the 49ers in a playoff game. Very conceivable. If they happen to beat that the 49ers team, there doesn't mean, dude, the 49ers just beat the Cowboys by like 30. The 49ers have spanked every good team. The 49ers and the Ravens have both have spanked every good team they faced. And then the Ravens beat them when they faced the 49ers. But everybody else in the NFC, the 49ers have pretty much, they embarrassed the Cowboys, embarrassed the uh, Eagles. And I forget the other playoff team they played that they embarrassed. So they are head and shoulders throughout the regular season, the better team. That does not mean that they cannot be beat on one day in the NFL playoffs. It just, it doesn't. It's possible. They can be beat. Anything can happen. So, yo. Cowboys have been the best. I'm dude. Man. Eesh. I I love it, left. I absolutely love it, man. I I think Notre Dame does not have to be the best team in the country to win a national championship. That's what's been proven to me, man. That's what's been proven to me. They can get the job done. Because I don't think they're ever from a recruiting they standpoint. To, they just have to get to the playoffs and let that coaching take over. Their That's it, left. Culture. Coaching and culture take over. Because we're a good enough team now to win it. Mm-hmm. With this playoff system, I think it evens the playing field to where we don't have to be the best to get there. No. We just got to win as we go. Because I feel better about us winning games in a stretch as, as compared to winning one game that determines our season. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. But at least 
in the terms of um, being a champion, at least that's proven on the field, dude, in comparison to like computers and the BCS era, split champions in the polls, the coaches poll says this, the media poll says this. Those days are awful, man. Like, dude, prove it on the field. Prove it on the field. That's the best way. That's the best way to determine a champion. And whoever that champion is, gets the opportunity to say, yo, we're the champions. Period. That's it. That's the best way. And I don't know if they need to expand it beyond 12 teams left. I think 12 teams is enough. 12 teams is enough because every team is now picking up an extra game or two, if I'm not mistaken. So now we have to worry about injuries, things of that nature, because there is no huge preparation window for these teams. Which brings this up, Left. How do you feel about how is what's the impact now of this expansion when it comes to being able to get practice time for players, getting those 15 that shortens now for teams. Like you're not getting the 15 practices, you know, to prepare for this bowl game. Now you're shortening that to maybe five, you know, cause you're print, you're, you're getting, you're preparing for the playoff game season ends. And now you're preparing for that playoff game in a much shorter window. That's, that's something you have to look at as well. Yeah, I think guys will sit out more the regular season end of season if you're in the playoff position. The, but if you're thinking, think about it, it was 15 or like the top 12, 15 teams were like one loss or no loss teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're in a position where you got to still fight to get into that. Mm-hmm. Because a team like Liberty needs to be in there, Oregon needs to be in well, there. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty would be in that that one uh, bid that goes to non-power five. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Whoever is the best out of the non-power the best five, out of the non-power five will get in. Okay, they get in. They get and in. Then they got to play Notre Dame week one because we are five seed automatically. <laughs> yep. 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 So, <laughs> Whoever that 12 seed FCS program is, they're going to play Notre Dame round one next year because we're going to make it. And the highest we can make it is to the fifth place. I think we'll go 12, 12 and 0, 11 and 1. We'll be fifth place and play an FCS team that's really good first round at home. That's the prediction. Yeah. It is. Um, it's one of those things where. I'm really, man, I'm telling you, man, the impact of this expansion on a portal and a lot of different things is going to be fun to watch. The opt-outs, who opts out, who doesn't opt out. And then on top of that, like the first dude that opts out because he's like, man, we're in 11 seed. I don't think an 11 seed would opt out, though, because it's the excitement of playing, right? I mean, they're still going to get the same information from the NFL and the scouts, right? That they need to go to the NFL and protect themselves. 
And they're going to say, yo, be realistic about your team's chances of actually winning a championship. I mean, all of that matters. I mean, they're going to get the same information they've been getting. The only thing that counters that now is an opportunity as an 11 seed or a 10 seed to get to the quarterfinals and then possibly make it to the semifinals. But do you want to chance those two games? Or do you realistically, which is, man, which could be seen as very disrespectful, right? Because if you actually opt out of a playoff game, you're basically saying to your team, like, I don't think we have a shot. Or let's say a player from Liberty, their top receiver, hops in the transfer portal because of NIL money. Oh, that's CJ McDaniels. Right. Then how is how is that player looked at? I mean, he yo, we got a chance as a 12 seed to play in the playoffs against the five seed. We're probably not going to win, but I have this opportunity to go get a million in the portal. That's a hard decision, left. These are hard decisions now. That's that's a hard decision because you got to navigate. You know, if you want to be in, like you're transferring, to, in my opinion, to be in contention for the 12 teams. Mm-hmm. Now, how does transfer work with the playoffs? Because that goes through the whole uh, technically break period of a school calendar. Mm-hmm. So when do they get a transfer in after the regular season if you're a, a top 12 team? How does Alabama recruit and get guys in in that aspect? Mm. I, I think I think we will have opt outs still from playoff teams. That's my prediction. Right? My thing is, how are the guys that are transfers not eligible to play in the playoffs if the regular season over and guys are transferring after the season? I mean, I do. They have to be students at the school. Left schools are yeah, not about the chance. Trans- but how that's that's when you're committing to a school, you're basically a part of the school. Yeah, but you're not enrolled in the school. Like if I'm a student, I can have intentions of going to Notre Dame starting in January, but I have until the day I actually start school to call the school and say I changed my mind. So I'm really not official until. Yo, I'm official. I was talking to somebody else about this. They were like, yo, they should open the portal after the games. I said, you can't. Because now your kids have to rush all their visits in a week span, in the span of a week, to make a decision on where they want to go. I was like, that would be Because the the last playoff game next year would be... Like end of January, right? Yeah, I think it would be like the middle of January, which the last playoff game will literally be after classes have started on campuses for the second semester. Classes will have started. So, yeah, so they wouldn't, the guys wouldn't get the break. Guys wouldn't get the break. I agree, but you can't. No, dude, at that point, 
that would be school presidents and admissions changing everything for sports. And they're not doing that. They're not doing that. You're going to have to do something because they're missing breaks. You know, Washington, if this is the playoffs, will be playing not next week, but the week after. Third week of January, damn near, you're getting in the Super Bowl area. <laughs> well, it's, it's, the Super Bowl right now is comfortably last weekend or first weekend in February. That You know that. And that's perfect because you have a Super Bowl and then the next weekend you yeah, have the, the NBA, NBA All-Star. NFC playoffs are big too, though. Oh, well, I mean, that is what you're talking about. What? It's not Saturdays anymore. I mean, Sundays, you know, it is Monday. Championship game is on is always on a Monday. Even when they push it back further, it's still going to be on a Monday. They're not going to invade or battle the NFL. Like they know. They know what's happening right now they should just make it like european soccer they got clubs where the mm. young kids can 16u 17u you know that whole thing make these colleges just semi-pro leagues that way they can make more money and drop the facade of student athletes because at the end of the day you can always go to school you just have a limited time to play sports oh Notre Dame would never allow that are you kidding me no the school they has to be bigger than the football they program made the money Mm-hmm. If we had to raise the team, raise money to sponsor a semi-pro football team for mm-hmm. Notre Dame, we would do it better than anybody. I'll believe it when I see it. Because we don't have to. We can drop the facade of student athletes and recruiting and all of that because we're trying to win games and make money. We make a million from the bookstore every game. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. In theory. It sounds good in theory. No, I just I just don't see them moving off of the foundation of what they believe. It would if it made the bread because we sold they, turf. They making bread now. Grass, Left, they're making bread hand over fist now. We would make more as a as an independent team. And you think that's going to change? Money only makes what you believe worse. If you're a bad person, more money makes you even worse. We'll become greater stewards. I'm telling you. Man, they're going to spend less. If they start putting in more money, they're going to spend less. You can guarantee that. That's that's being that's their stewardship. They're going to spend less. In theory, it sounds great. In theory, it sounds great. But man, mm -mm. (laughs) mm-mm. No, like Notre Dame was what? At the end, Notre Dame ended up being at the end of the regular season where they ranked 20th, 19th. It don't matter. We lost to Louisville. We lost to some terrible Clemson. Sorry, Tails. But I'm saying, if Notre Dame knew that they had a chance to sneak in the back end, man, do they go into that Clemson game differently? We didn't have the talent at quarterback to beat Clemson. Okay. Yes. But then they went to that Clemson game without Mitchell Evans as well. Why was Mitchell Evans not in that game? Because he shouldn't have been in in the fourth quarter of a blowout the week before. Oh, at Pitt or where we played. That's yeah. see that's that type of stuff. Like yo, I mean, 
all the new everything matters man so if joe all let's say notre dame ended up being a temp seed right and joe all knew he was a top joe all might be a really bad Joe Alt might be a really bad example because I think Joe Alt is such a good dude. If he had a chance to be in the playoffs, he would play. Just from what I think I know about Joe Alt. We could take Blake Fisher, though. If Blake Fisher had an opportunity to opt out as a 9 or 10 seed, I think Blake Fisher would consider opting out. As a 9 or 10 seed? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. But you no, darn right, seed, Blake Fisher would think about opting out. between a nine and ten seed and a one seed or a four seed is one two games. So you really no different than the four seed. You just that's what I'm saying. Like the top twelve teams, top fifteen teams this year were one or two losses difference. Mm -hmm. So now you have a twelve team playoff where the the twelve team only lost two or three games. How far are you really from a, a one, two seed? You see what I'm saying? How far would you really be? So it'd be hard for me to think that guys will sit out unless they just are the number one pick of the draft. But I just think it would reflect so bad on you as an individual. You damn near can't sit out. If you if you Caleb Williams and you attempt seed and you automatically the number one or two quarterback on the draft board, you're going to play in the playoffs. But you, you do understand the Malik Murphys of the world that are still going to transfer out on playoff teams because that, that's still going to exist. Dudes really? looking for an opportunity to be a dude that don't want to wait behind the starting quarterback another year. Those But... It just, I think the 12 teams getting into the playoffs will make the difference in transfer portal because those 12 teams are very viable. Transfer portal guys are going to want to be on one of those 12 teams. So I think that, trend, that, that, that changes a lot because Riley Leonard would have to wait. But see, why would it change? Why would it change? You saw three to four defensive backs jumping the transfer portal and the starting linebacker jumping the transfer portal from Georgia. Why? Because even though Georgia, if Georgia had been in the playoffs, they still would have transferred. I don't think there. they would have left. I don't think they would have yes, left. Yes, they would have, dude. Because, because they then what does it come down to? Does it come down to tape? Left. It comes down to the fact that you got a true freshman starting in front of you, fam. You're not playing at Georgia. You got a freshman and a sophomore starting at safety. Why are you staying at Georgia if you want to play? For what? You're not playing. You're not playing in the playoff game. So, yes, you hop in the portal because I can go start here and get some NIL money. I don't think that changes. I think it changes the opt-outs a little bit. And I think it keeps certain guys from transferring but you still have kids that are battling that are not in the top two on the depth chart at places like georgia and alabama they're bouncing they're like well, i think they bring up here. a good point if that's the case then then schools are going to start coming up with money 
to keep their players from transferring during playoff time. Because that's what it's going to come down to. Kirby Smart's not going to let his start linebacker leave the first game of the playoff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. They can't. That's the point, Tom. They can't transfer after. You have to take the slots. Malik Murphy left because he couldn't take the chance that the quarterback slots would be taken if he waited after the game. That's a decision Malik Murphy had to make. We literally just saw this. This dude literally came in and led Texas to three wins during the regular season when Quinn Ewers was hurt. He had to make a tough decision, man. Like Sark is probably the best coach to prepare me for the NFL, but I need to play. And in order for me to grab that spot that Riley Leonard left at Duke, I have to go now. I can't wait until after the game. Because then I will be asking Manny Diaz to go until after the playoffs without knowing who's his starting quarterback going into offseason workouts. And coaches are not going to make that decision. They're not about to wait on you. Now, you might get a coach that says, I'll wait on you. But you're basically like asking a coach to wait without fully knowing that you're going to choose his program. That That's difficult, man. And then you're asking that kid, once again, the season ends January 8th, January 9th to January the 14th. Now he has to go to four different schools on four different visits to decide where he wants to go to school. That's a rush decision. If I'm Malik Murphy, I'm not doing that. I'm leaving early. I'm leaving now. Quinn Ewers is coming back. That's been established. That's been, it was an easy decision. It's an easy decision. But, Tom, our conversation is not strictly about starters. That's why I pointed out the Georgia players that left. They weren't starters, but they were good players. But Fran Brown, the defensive back coach at Georgia, got the head coaching job at Syracuse. 
and two of the defensive backs that weren't playing went to Syracuse for an opportunity to play. It has nothing to do with who started. Kids are going to leave to get an opportunity to play. You can't get to the NFL if you're not able to show the NFL who you are. You need an opportunity to play in order to do that. And the kids left Georgia because, dude, the starting safeties were a true freshman and a sophomore. Dude, we're not. Dude, let me go to Syracuse. I can start right now with the coach that recruited me and the coach that coached me and developed me. And I can get some NIL money. That's a, dude, that's an easy decision, left. That's an easy decision. Michigan had players to transfer out. Alabama had players transfer out. I'm trying to think. I can't think of anybody off the bat of Washington's team, but I know for a fact that Michigan and Alabama had players transfer out of the program as playoff teams. And Texas had one, and Malik Murphy. And Malik Murphy wasn't the only one. I know they had a couple of defensive backs as well. So, I, I mean, with, with transfers and opt-outs, I think it's going to make a dent. I don't think we'll see as many people in the portal. But, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because that first year is definitely going to dictate the dominoes falling for the for the, uh, the years after that. But once again, you know, now that these kids have, and this has changed the game as well, right? NIL now, these kids have scouts as soon as they get on the college. I mean, not scouts. They have agents as soon as they get on the college campus, right? So the conversation is taking place even before they become, you know, draft eligible. Or the conversation about whether or not this is the place for you or are you getting enough playing time. You know, freshmen are getting these conversations now from their representatives from the time they set foot on campus, man. And that is an entirely different, um, that's an entirely different, uh, uh, that's an entirely different conversation. But it's, it's going to be interesting, man, because putting that left, putting that position. Okay, let's say it's 2016 left, and Notre Dame is in the national okay. champ is in the is in the plan for a championship or in the playoffs, right? Fourteen okay. playoff. You're not the starter. Teams are still coming after you, and it's an opportunity for you to get. Seven hundred fifty thousand in NIL money, but you got a chance to play with your boys in the playoffs. What what do you do? Are you still transferring? Are you still jumping in the portal? Yeah, it's an interesting conversation. I mean, you know, it comes down to what are you doing it for? If I'm AJ Mitchell from Georgia, I'm leaving because it's the money involved. I've been a won a championship already. Mm -hmm. They offer me more money at another school. Why not? I right. think that's an easy choice. Right. I think um AD Mitchell is definitely and and Burton. 
are both great examples of oh no one man yeah i don't think i don't think burton would have transferred in the playoff system because I think that he just would have stayed due to the fact that the chances of both teams making the playoffs, he was already on a playoff team. So it just comes down to a matter of, are you going to beat him this time or not? You know what I mean? Now you're talking about, now the transfer is different than the opt-out, right? Because I brought up Joe Alt, and Joe Alt I was discussing, not transferring, but the opt-out. I don't think he was the type to opt out. I think Blake Fisher was the type that he still would have considered opting out of a playoff game, especially if Notre Dame wasn't a high seed. So this might come down to the individual person rather than something that we believe is concrete because of the system. Right? No, that's individual. Like two guys that both declared for the NFL out of Notre Dame, left tackle, right tackle. One is a higher grade from the NFL or has a higher grade from the NFL, but he probably more than likely would not opt out. If the other kid has a lower grade, he probably would consider opting out regardless either way. So I think individual situations, like you said, the transfer, yeah, I don't think Burton or A.D. Mitchell who both participated and waited until after winning the championship to then transfer to the school of their choice. But that's, man, they're really good hustlers then, left. That's how you hustle the game, right? Go to a Georgia, win a championship, then put yourself on the market for the highest bidder to another good program and, you know, still get exposure for the NFL Go to a better system that fits you other than a run-first system at Georgia. And now you've worked both systems. You've worked the system to get you to the NFL, and you've worked the college system to get paid. So I respect the hustle of guys like A.D. Mitchell and Burton. I, I respect that greatly. But I think guys like Jared Verse and Braden Fisk who were big-time players on the defensive line for Florida State, who both came from non-Power 5 situations and jumped into the portal to do so. I think we're still going to see those type of moves in droves where players from lesser schools that are outside the top 12, outside of FBS, outside of Power 5, their top players will still jump into the portal for the opportunity. But if I'm understanding you correctly, Left, you want those players to have an opportunity once they transfer to actually participate, participate and play in the playoffs. Is that what you're saying? I might have lost Left. I, I just, if that's the case, I just no. Don't you didn't, see you didn't hear me. No, I, said, no, yeah. I didn't hear you on mute. That's is oh, that the go case? Ahead, go ahead. No, is that the case? You want those kids to jump in the portal in early December when they make their decision, they should be like, able to practice and then play in the playoffs? I mean, a guy like C.J. Carr, in a situation where we were in, if he's astronomically better than a, 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 what we can service from 
uh, Steve Angeli, if there's something we can do to get him in the game, I mean, why not? If that's what we're focusing on. I think even a guy like Tobias, I think if we were a playoff team and just the, the, the sense that 12 teams make the playoffs, I think the guys on the 12 teams that are playoff teams will have a second thought before mm-hmm. they think, before transferring. A lot of guys on these playoff teams right now that are transferring are after the game, after they done went all the way, or either before they know that the end of the road is only two more games. I think the anticipation of possibly playing four or five more games or three or four more games <clears> in the <throat> second season will keep guys in place if you're in the top 12 team. I think it's going to be rare for guys to – if you're in a playoff team, I think it'll be rare for guys to leave that situation. It is. Because how much more money is out there outside those 12 programs that are at playoff teams? Because you got to think. But left, I mean – You're not going to leave a 12-team play, playoff contention team to go to Missouri or Kentucky – Right, or 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 Tulane. If you're if you're at Ohio State, I'm not going to jump out of the playoff contention to go to a Cincinnati, a Fresno State. So I think that the the premier players are either trying to transfer onto a twelve play playoff team, or after the season, if they're on a twelve play a twelve playoff team then they will leave. But I don't think any will leave after the regular season if you're on a 12-team playoff team. That's an interesting conversation, man. Because I can see, I'm, I promise you, I can see scenarios on an individual basis where young men make decisions that we think, man, I can't understand how he would do that or why he would do that or why he decided to opt out or why he decided to transfer right now. Like, if we was in the playoffs right now, I guarantee you Aldrich's not sitting out. I guarantee you. But first, see, once again, it's individual, dude. You're talking about Aldrich estimating how he feels about Notre Dame football. That's it. Yeah, of course he wouldn't. Of course, Joe All wouldn't. Sam wouldn't. Sam probably wouldn't. Blake Fisher still would consider it, in my opinion. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Blake would consider it, though. Okay, you got to know the person. All right, I agree with. I agree. It's a per, it's an individual thing, but Blake would have played them games because I think Joe Alt would have played them games. They're two totally different people. If we was the seven seed, six seed, Joe Alt and Blake Fisher playing in playoff games. Okay, I think that's fine. Be- but I gave you a scenario where Notre Dame was a ninth or tenth seed. Ninth or tenth seed still. Nah. Because you got to think, as a ninth to tenth Notre Dame team, that means we lost what two, two, possibly three games, maybe two games for sure. That means that the number one team has lost one or zero games. So how far are we really? If we played that team, mm. you see what I'm saying? It ain't too many games, but they're not accepting a a, a seven and five team in the playoffs, twelve team. Because basketball, you play a hundred games, damn near. So Let's you can't see, really look at a record. Down. Once again, this comes down. Okay. So let's say this year, right? I guarantee you, if it was a 12-team playoff, that means that Florida State would have gotten into the playoff without Jordan Travis, right? Yes. I guarantee you 
they still would have had players sit out. If those players would have known, <laughs> they would have well, known. You saying something now, Sean? Because all them players was upset and and no, crying no, no. and doing all now, the roles. Because now we're talking about which I said earlier. When you get the ninth, tenth seed, eleventh seed, I brought it up with the one automatic bid for a non-power five playoff game. But that best player is going to consider whether or not he should jump in the portal. Or play the playoff. Do but I damn, Sean, that means wait, you making wait, it wait, seem like me. if you no, no, outside no. of the eight, you 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 I'm might as not, well not even play that game. What I'm trying to explain to you, left, is that there are going to be real life decisions to be made by kids, and they're all not always going to choose to play. You have a kid who knows if Liberty was the 12th seed and their best receiver had a chance to go get NIL money at a Power 5 school, he knows that they're not winning a national championship. He knows that, left. He knows that. Okay, that's fair. He's, he not, so he not, he's not putting down the NIL money. Being a human, he's not going to say, I'm leave this team before we play Oregon. He's not oh, doing it. I don't think he's doing it. I don't think he's doing it. Absolutely. Because that means he would have set out now. No, that means he's that means nobody on Liberty's team set out. And they got some draftable guys. What are you talking about? Liberty had players transfer. Off no, the I'm team. saying nobody, nobody that best that was receiver a, transferred. Nobody that was a starter. You're talking about guys that are their best wide receiver transferred before the bowl game. Who? CJ McDaniels? Hold on. If CJ McDaniels transferred for the bowl game, okay. Right? I Let's forgot the kid name. Ryan Roberts and I had a full conversation about this on the recruiting show. If CJ McDaniels knows that there's a potential game if they can win against Oregon, he's not sitting out before that game. Left. He's not. Left. His teammates wouldn't let him. His I'm telling you, his teammates wouldn't let him. I just flat out mm -hmm. asked you if Notre Dame was in the 14th playoff in 2016, would you have played or would you have taken the NIL money and transferred before Who, the game? Who, me? And you, and you said you don't know. Who, me? Yes. Me, like me as a, as a player specifically? Yes. I See, just asked you that 10 minutes ago and you said you don't know. It would have been a conversation with Kelly because it's okay. about direction. It's okay. about direction. Now it's okay. So it's, <laughs> now it's a conversation. As I said, these young it's men are going to have real life decisions to make. <laughs> That's unfair though. With the realistic, what do you mean? It's unfair because we're talking the quarterbacks. Kid, the kid has to be realistic. The kid okay, has if to I'm Jaden Thomas, if I'm Jaden Thomas, let's be more mm -hmm. realistic because okay. we're, we're speaking of a guy. I don't like kid. using Notre Dame players, but okay. Jaden <laughs> Thomas, man. Go ahead. Jaden Thomas, man. <laughs> if I'm Jaden Thomas mm -hmm. and we're a playoff team, let's say this is 20, this is 2022. Mm-hmm. I like I like how you don't want to put yourself on the hot seat, but go ahead. <laughs> That's I like different. how you, we talk I, quarterback quarterback's different though. Quarterback is different. I, I like how you did that. You, you quarterback that is different because it's different because like for Aldrich, for instance, mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. a playoff team. We're like eleven or twelve right now. 
or 10 or something. Mm-hmm. If I'm Audric, I'm playing in the game because these games I can use to improve on my stats. Mm-hmm. Improve on my status. And because I feel like the NFL is going to look harder at the playoffs than they do the regular season, wouldn't they? They didn't they 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 jipped me out of the Doke Walker award. What do you mean? You, I mean, yeah, there'll be GMs and scouts at the playoffs. There's gotta game, be weight. They, There's gotta be weight to the playoffs for, for an individual left, player. Left. How how much more do scouts need to see 19 from Georgia? <laughs> do I really need to go to Wait a, a playoff minute. game so and see 19 about, from Georgia? You're talking about the best tight end in the game, damn near player in the game. But my point, my point is scout. <laughs> That's like Jadavion Clowney. If Jadavion Clowney was on the South Carolina team and they was eight or nine seed, Jadavion Clowney is sitting regardless. But this is my point. Jadavion. Scouting at its core is still about being in person. But it's so much technology that's out added to scouting now. And the job is delegated with assistance now. And guys cutting stuff up and sending it to you like immediately. As you travel to another game, you're getting cut-ups from a game that you weren't you weren't at. Everything's different, man. The information age for these scouts, the information that they have at their fingertips is like bananas right almost the guys that scout and love to be in person they're almost being pushed out for the guys that understand the numbers but if that's the case then these schools are going to start having these trust funds Mm -hmm. to combat kids from leaving right before playoff time that's just what it's come down to because if that's the case then there's there's no there's no loyalty and there's no and there's no point in the playoff system if guys are judging their whole season on a regular season and they're just gonna quit because they don't want to quote unquote get hurt. So these schools are gonna have to start saying, Hey, I got three million for you to play in this game. Or, so now so now basically you just opened up a new hustle for the players. Now it's playoff hustle. I mean, it would have to be if you saying because I don't believe guys are just gonna sit out. And I mean, you know, then you digging into agents. Now all these players that want to transfer got to get agents because they got to negotiate money to sit out or to leave or to come back or whatever the case is, right? I mean, it just it just muddies the waters when you start saying guys are gonna autumn when you start talking about the top twelve teams. Teams outside the playoffs, yeah, it's going to be standard business, routine, whatever. But teams in those 12-team playoffs are going to have guys mixing and matching, moving or shaking or whatever the case, but there's going to have to be a a backbone to that. Schools are going to have to fight and combat kids just leaving because of the fact that it's the end of the year. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I agree. How do you not? I agree wholeheartedly. Because because right now, if we were going into the playoffs, yeah, we're not undefeated. But damn, Sam Hartman would be pretty good in the playoffs. I will bank on that. So, Sam, what do we whoa, have to whoa, do to whoa, keep whoa, whoa. He'd be pretty good in the playoffs in what way? The playoffs is about one game, one day. Left, left. 
We have seen as enough compared of to Hartman the quarterbacks we have in the room right now. Do you no. think you would feel better going into the playoffs with Steve Angeli or Sam Hartman right now? I wouldn't feel good with either one in this. Okay, but if Sam was saying, "Hey, I might, I might sit on this," you would try to keep him, wouldn't you? If we, if you Marcus Freeman, you would try to keep Sam if he was considering sitting out. Sam, Sam is definitely about the money. So <laughs> Sam is, is going wherever the money is. So that's not even <laughs> a consideration. That that's not even a consideration. I'm saying though, Marcus Freeman going to cough up some chicken if he don't want Sam to go to the league and play in these playoff games. He not he don't want to go in there with Steve right now. Uh, you just said you think Sam is going to play well. That's the only thing that made me pause. Man, listen, Marcus uh, Freeman would pay Sam to stay if okay. he had to choose between Sam and Angeli for the first round of the playoffs. Okay, then he's paying them for suspect play. Then that's fine. <laughs> Okay, then what would you do? Would you let Sam walk going into the first round? Would you let him walk? He's, he's the starting quarterback. Starting quarterback. You play with who you have. Would you let him walk, Sean? Sam, yeah. come to your office right now and say, SD2 Mikes, I'm leaving unless you give me X amount of dollars oh, for this. I'm person. Marcus Freeman. I'm Marcus, Marcus Freeman. You Marcus Freeman. So you give, I'm Marcus Freeman. You're Marcus Freeman and Sam Hartman walks into your office two weeks mm -hmm. before the first playoff game Sam. and says, I need a hundred or I'm walking out. Remember, this is not Marcus Freeman. This is Sean Davis. <laughs> Marcus Freeman. LL Nation, understand. He's trying Malik, to shake you down now. He's trying to he, he come in with his agent. He's knock on the door. It's him and his agent. Mm -hmm. They say, listen, we need yep. 500K or we're not going to this first round playoffs. We're going to sit out. And you're mm -hmm. gonna rock with Steve Angeli. So what we doing? That's their pitch. I'm gonna give you an opportunity <laughs> to give a better pitch. I'm, what's That's your pitch? The... <clears throat> That's the no, okay. I'll give you a more realistic scenario. Riley Leonard next year. Riley mm -hmm. Leonard goes undefeated in the regular season. Comes to Marcus Freeman and says, Hey, I need 500 k if you want this playoff game. No, 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 Take it back to Sam Hartman. Don't no, change. we got Riley no, Sam, no, 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 Sam no, 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 graduated. No. No, a demon Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard hasn't done a thing. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Bring okay, that back. The playoffs ain't a bring thing until next year. No, bring that back to Sam. Riley is in a conversation because <laughs> Riley hasn't done a thing. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're doing that crap because you know what's coming. You you know what's coming. That's why you're changing up. So I just want to know what you're gonna say. Sean. Okay. All right. You know what I'm going to say? You remember the scene from All Eyes on Me when that cat Pop walked in Suge's office and said, I feel my, my album requirements? <laughs> you remember that scene? Remember that scene? When he told Suge, man, I'm about to start my own thing. I, I fulfilled my contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that cat Suge said, okay, let me pull my black book out. <laughs> Man, you got studio expenses. <laughs> you got the card note. You got okay. I'm gonna pull out. I'm gonna pull out my book. I'm gonna pull out my expense book, and I'm gonna say, "Yo, we carried you in oh, all of these games defensively." <laughs> okay. Then I'm gonna go to the Louisville game, and I'm gonna say, "22 of 38." <laughs> 254, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Okay. Up. And then I'm going to go to the 
from there, I'm going to go to the Clemson game. Yeah. Oh, you're going to jump to Clemson? I'm going to go to the Clemson game. And I'm going to say 13 of 30, 146, two interceptions, no touchdowns. And I say, yo, I got another one for you. Let me pull this up. I'm going to pull up one more for you. I'm going to say in our biggest win against USC, when the defense played like crazy, you were 13 for 20 for 126. So even in our best game, you couldn't even give me 200. And you think you're about to get 500 from me? Hey, man. Hey, that's the market. We'll, hey, man. That's we'll market see, value. We'll, we'll see you in March for Pro Day, man. <laughs> Have a nice holiday. Have a nice holiday. We'll see you back here for the Pro Day. Let me know if you need the gym to work out. <laughs> Say, see you, see, you, see you for the holiday? See you for the holiday. No, it's not. A, they, they go. They go. They go. Call your phone after and be like, "You need to make that See you deal for the holiday." Happen. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> I don't play at 100. percent Like Tom said in the chat, Clemson is 100 percent on OC. That pick six ain't on the OC. That's no day way. one install. Terrible decision <laughs> by a quarterback. That ain't on the OC. Let <laughs> me. Let's stop. Now, eat, divvy up the pie. If you want to yeah. give 95 percent to Jared Parker, I'm cool with that. But that five percent. That pick six, Jerry Parker had nothing to do with that. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, no, he can kick rocks. You're darn right I'm going into this playoff game with Steve Angeli. Oh, with me, it probably would be Kenny Minchie. With me. But you're darn right. This dude going to come shake me down with no leverage. Sam Hartman ain't got no shakedown leverage. He going all based off of you going to take uh, Steve Angeli or me going into the playoffs. That's his leverage. Man, please, dude. If you want leverage, you got to be like Omar going to prop Joe to resell his package to him that you stole. That's the type of leverage you need. That's the type of leverage you need. That dude I'm telling you, that's no what it's going to turn into. Riley Leonard at the end of the season, he's going to be feeling himself. They're going to be what? 10 and 10 and 2 going into the playoffs. He's gonna come right back in the Marcus Freeman office and say, Hey, we 10 and 2. If you want, if you want these playoff games out of me, and if I don't, if you don't want me to sit out, I'm gonna need left. some change. Left. I'm gonna want, need some change. Do you know how disappointing a two-loss team on with that schedule next year would be? It Are don't matter because we in the playoffs. It, it goes back to zero. As you, long as but you, you just said, game. but you just said, seeding matters for Notre Dame. Left. Well, seeding only matters in terms of we can't be a number one seed ever. So we, it don't matter where we seed it because we'll never be a number one. We just got to get in. Left. I don't know, man. I don't know. They're gonna try to shake us down because they have all the leverage, especially as a transfer. But see, I don't think Sam would do that. I Riley think it's some I think it's some hustlers out there that would. Raleigh gonna try to shake Marcus Freeman down, man. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think I don't know if he would do that, man. Why would okay, Sean? If you I said I don't that, I said I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. I don't know if it he would, would be do that. so easy to do it. Because you a one-year guy. You don't owe nothing to Marcus Freeman. You done played 10 games and won 10 games. You are dude, slotted and projected to pick. See, see, that's the thing. That's where you have no leverage, fam. You have no leverage. You won 10 games in Notre Dame. That's nothing. You haven't, you haven't done anything special. 
That is well, special. No, on it's any, not. On any metric, on any metric, that's special. Ten games Malik, special. Malik, why are you capping right now? You know darn well going ten and two in Notre Dame is not special. You stop. it's special in the in in this playoff system because it's not about being. No, it's the, not. It's about work. It's about making it to the playoffs. No, it's they don't, not left. It's about being a good team, man. It's not about just making it to the playoffs. We just said yesterday. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. Ryan Leonard get, is not getting being brought here just not to make making it, it. Not making it to the playoffs. Getting into the playoffs. Regular season don't matter. You win eight games, seven games. If seven games is what it takes to make it to the playoffs, Notre Dame shouldn't care if we win seven games because we made it in there. We're being judged because of who we are as a program to go past those seven games to win the championship. Irish, so AJ, I think Irish AJ, I'm going to say this for the, uh, get to the bag. I don't think Malik is going to answer the question, though. He ran from it earlier. But go ahead. Would I, would I use leverage to say, do you want me or? You already said it would be a conversation between you and Kelly. You, that's what you said. Wait, in what position am I in, though? Am I, am I, am I winning 10 games? I don't. I don't want Notre Dame eleven games and got us into the fifth seed playoffs position. Left ten games as a quarterback in Notre Dame is not special, dog. No, 10, 11 games. It, okay, but the, the eleven games. Is, eleven games. Okay, twelve games. All right. But twelve games isn't even special because now it's about making it to the playoffs. You can win twelve games and be a fifth seed. Left going undefeated is, is special. Now going okay, how special was it in 2018? Wasn't very special. Are you, are you dude? That cat Ian Book is beloved. What are we talking about? Wait a minute. What was more beloved? Notre Dame making it to the championship in 2012 or Notre Dame making it in 2018? 2012 by far. 2012 was a movie. No. 2012 was a movie. Everybody knew in 2018 it wasn't. It didn't give the same effect. You talk to anybody on campus and say, when we went undefeated in 2018, was it the same effect as it was in 2012? Everybody would tell you, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It's Ian Book beloved as a quarterback. Ian Book is the winningest quarterback of Notre Dame history. If that wasn't the case, it'd be different. It, dude, Ian Book. Ian is the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. Of course he's beloved. Come for on. a large segment of the Notre Dame fan base, Ian Book is beloved. There's nothing you can say to them about Ian Book. Being beloved does not have anything to do with the fact that the team and people's belief in the team at the time. 2012 was a better year than 2018. Why can't, they both, even why can't that be the truth? And yet both seasons were special. 2018 wasn't special. The 2018 team had a better showing against Clemson than than the 2012 team had against Alabama. Okay, because, okay, wait a minute. 2012, when we we won the game, they didn't have the the beast, Trevor Lawrence. That was the difference. Like you said, one player makes the difference. We played Clemson Clemson at home in, in 2018. We played the Clemson Tigers in the playoffs, and we found out the difference. Hell, twenty when we went undefeated and played Trevor Lawrence in Dallas, that was the difference. When we had, even though Julian Love went down, the fact no, no, that no. Julian Love and Troy Pride went down. 
It didn't matter. They had Trevor Lawrence. He made it them two pass matter. plays. He made them two pass plays that was just after they good. after they got hurt. Yes, but Dante Vaughn played good on the play. Dante Vaughn was right there. Now you're trying to compare Dante Vaughn. Hey, we love Dante, Man, Dante Vaughn. Vaughn. He's been on the show. You remember that touchdown? T. Higgins caught it in the back of the end zone, contested. Like it was a crazy play. You're comparing Dante Vaughn to Troy Pride and Julian Love now? No, I'm comparing Trevor Lawrence effect and comparing Ian Books. So what I'm saying is, all I'm telling you is that as much as you want to talk about 2018, they played better against that Clemson squad than Manti Teo. And the Notre Dame squad played against Alabama. 2012, 2012, the end result, everybody was on the same accord. We wasn't a better team in Alabama 2012. There was nothing we could have did different. We agree with that. But the lead up and build up to 2012 getting to a national championship was way better. Way more movie like, exciting like. Remember the Titans like this. You had the stand, you had the Stanford game. You had the Pitt game. Yes, it was more drama. You had the Oklahoma game. It was more dramatic. Wait a minute. And you had the, the, the expectation. So, but the expectation season, wait, in twenty eighteen was. So you're what? telling me coming into that season, you expected Notre yes. Dame to be in a championship game. In what year? Twenty twelve. 2012, I thought we had a good team. That's, see, you, as, honestly, 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 every year you feel about Notre Dame like you feel about LeBron James. LeBron James could easily win the MVP every year. Easily. He could easily win it every year. But every year at that same juncture, there's always a player that plays a little bit more exciting. I'm not going to say better. I'm going to say more exciting. That puts him in the conversation. Anthony Edwards gets put in the conversation. Is he better than LeBron James? No, he's not. But is he playing well enough to appear that way for one year? Yeah, Anthony Edwards absolutely deserves to be in the conversation. But is he a better player than LeBron? No. No. So, Can Notre Dame look better? So, so Jokic, hasn't had, Jokic hasn't had better stats than LeBron the last two years. Is Jokic a better player than LeBron? Has Jokic played better than LeBron the last two years? Jokic is the top three player. Yes, 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 yes. But LeBron James is never out of the conversation of MVP. Never. If we being if we being real basketball Dude, heads, I like how you avoid just flat out answering the question. We no listen. Your answer to true. the question was Jokic is the top three player. Was Jokic the best player in the NBA the last two years? Are we? Are we? Are we saying? Lucky, I'm asking. I gotta get specific. You can't even fix yourself to to say anything other than LeBron is the best. It's just it's it's impossible for you to say anything other than that. Come on, be for real. It's Caleb. Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the class in college football this year. Did he have the best season? No, but I would still take Caleb over over uh, JJ McCarthy. Was Caleb Williams the best quarterback? In college football this year. Would you take him over J.J. McCarthy? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Shifting and moving the goalposts. Answer the direct question. Was Caleb Williams the best quarterback in college football? Heck, was he the best quarterback in the Pac-12 this year? Am I NFL GM? Oh, here we go. 
Yeah, we in my NFL GM, the only person I'm not picking Caleb over right now is Michael Penix. That's it. But to say that you're taking J.J. McCarthy over Caleb Williams for one game, left, absolutely left, left. You just answered the question. Why are you going around the Murberry bush? It's not around times, the question. Dude, you marching around Jericho waiting for the walls to fall down, bro. <laughs> what are we doing right now? We're being honest. Instead of just saying no, it's Michael Penix. You just want to, oh, well, Caleb, J.J. McCarthy. I'm not, dude, you, you answered the question. Michael Penix was the best quarterback in the Pac-12 this year. Okay. Yeah, he was my choice oh. as MVP. Okay, that, then that was the that was the question. You but just, for but NFL standards, Caleb Williams is going number one. It won't be to the Bears, but hey, what up? <laughs> I just saw I just saw fantasy draft right now. Got him number one to the Bears. Hey, okay, you believe what you want to believe. What are they gonna do with Justin? That's what I want you to answer. What are they gonna do with Justin? They gonna keep him? That's what you tell me. It's only, dude, it's it's Justin a bus. I mean, Caleb a bus. You ain't, you not getting rid of Justin for Drake May. I hope not. I hope they don't do that crazy stuff. Maybe they might consider Jaden Daniels, bring him in for a, a workout. Just to make it interesting. I mean, yo, you have to. Look at the talent. Look at what he did. Hey, Mark with glasses, relax, man. Put that Sam Martin with your bear stuff, bro. Relax. I'm, Let's see. But look, you gotta stop this, man. Come on, man. You gotta stop this. You gotta stop campaigning. Listen, for LeBron, LeBron James can be up for the MVP every year. Okay, you can say that about you can say that about Giannis. You can say that about Joel and B. Whoa, like, whoa, that's whoa. Not you can't say that about Giannis every year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> come on, you can't. Are come you on, you can't say me? that about Giannis every year. Left. Giannis in the last three years, okay, but you can't say that about every year. LeBron James can be considered for MVP since his rookie year. Because when has he not been the best player? Left. Are you kidding me? You're looking at the stats from LeBron James' rookie year telling me he should have been in the running for MVP. He shouldn't even have won rookie of the year. What are we talking about? He should have won rookie of the year. Oh, listen. Uh... Carmelo didn't have a better year and lead his team to the playoffs? No, he didn't have a better year. Okay, no, he lucky, didn't have a better year. Lucky, lucky podcast. What, now, is, what are we now, counting a better year on? What are we counting now, a better year on? Now you're being ridiculous, man. Oh my now you're being ridiculous, man. Now you're just being ridiculous now, man. I can't have a real, honest conversation, objective conversation with you surrounding LeBron James. How is that not it's objective? Because you're not LeBron... objective, dude. Okay, okay. I can give you. LeBron was the best player in the league. You said he should have been the... You should have said... You said as a rookie, he should have been in the MVP conversation. That's blasphemous. As a rookie, he's in the conversation. No, he's not in the conversation. Left. Look at his. How stats. do you go from? How do you go from not in the conversation your rookie year to just the next year being in the conversation? Come on. Because he got better. He was the best player on his team his rookie year. So what the are we team talking was about? Trash. What are you talking about? Yes. Yeah, so if you're the best player as a rookie on your team, how are you not in the consideration when he Carmelo his team Anthony all the way? was a Carmelo was the best player on the, his team, and it was a playoff team. 
The Nuggets had a better team than the Cleveland. And he was the best player on the team. But the team was better than LeBron's team. Left. He had better players than LeBron, and he was still the best player on the team as a rookie. You just defeated your whole argument. I'm saying Carmelo's team was better than LeBron's team. Carmelo Agreed. was the best. But and if Carmelo LeBron was, was on Carmelo's the team, best player he would be on the, the best team. player on that team. Facts. If Carmelo was on LeBron, if, Mar- if LeBron was on Carmelo's team, LeBron would be the best player on the Nuggets. Facts. Carmelo put up better stats with better players. Period. Yeah, with better players. Because he had less opportunity to shoot the ball with J.R. Smith, with Kenyon Martin, with Chauncey Billups, hold and on, all the veterans he had. Carmelo Wait was always the main Carmelo was always the main factor of that team. Don't act Thank like you Chauncey for proving Billups my point. Was. Thank you for proving my point. He came in with all of those champions and great players, and he still was the dude. Thank but you. But LeBron was be the dude on Denver if he was on the team. Like, come on, don't act like he wouldn't be. With Chauncey, with all those guys. Dude, look, it's okay to be objective. I said LeBron James to this day is still in the MVP conversation. It is yes. impossible. It is impossible for you to just admit you can't say Jokic is the best player in the NBA. You just can't say it. Being in the conversation for MVP is oh different my God. than winning. Oh my, dude, can you just say who's the best player in the NBA right now? Because it's not LeBron. Just say who it's it not is. LeBron at this current at this current second. It's who is LeBron. it left? But LeBron is, is but the oh comparison is LeBron. Oh my God. That's oh what my. I'm saying. It's ah. who's the best player that's better than LeBron right now, and that's Jokic. But you can't have the conversation without having LeBron in the conversation. Because you how do you mark the best player? Who the best player is is, is considered who's better than LeBron right now. The better player than LeBron right at this very second is Giannis. I mean, I'm sorry, is Jokic. But you Thank can't you. say Thank you. That's all I've been waiting for. But you man. can't say MVP is without LeBron. You can't have the discussion without LeBron in. But that was, too. I gave you that minutes ago. I gave you that minutes ago. Why did you have to march around Jericho seven times to just say Jokic is the best player in the league? It's, Jokic is the better player right now. Oh, that, dude, that's... But that's listen, all... we're talking about MVP discussion. That's a year. That's a base off of a whole year. And you can't keep LeBron out of that discussion. If you had to win one game, who are you going to take? You're going to take LeBron. Yeah. No, I'm not. Not right now. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. That is not fair. You're fact. taking Jokic over LeBron. I am LeBron taking Jokic over LeBron game? for one game right oh, now. Oh, man. Well, okay. Well, you might lose that one. No, I doubt How it. I'm not going to choose LeBron. What do you mean? How am I not going to choose LeBron? He's the all-time scoring leader of the NBA. What does that mean? For what one game mean? means a lot. Okay, it so means trust in the history of the in, in the history of the NBA. LeBron is the one player you take in one game to win in the whole history of the NBA. Him or Jason Richardson for sure. Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson's a dog, man. Don't, don't be playing no Jason. Wait Richardson. a minute, you talking about Jason Richardson from Michigan State? From Golden State. Dunk contest. Now I know you troll. <laughs> now I know you troll. I know That's you my favorite team up. growing up was the Warriors, man. Ben Davis, Jason Richardson. How we did Andre Karolinko in the playoffs? You're crazy. Dude, 
Man, come on, left. Come on, left. <laughs> Boy, you you trolling. You this is your best troll job ever on the show. Ever. Ever. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So that's it, man. It is a uh great conversation, man. We did three shows today, man. We started off with the recap. Then we went to what we learned about Notre Dame and how it projects to who they can be more like out of the four teams we saw yesterday. And then we had a conversation about the portal, man, and ex- playoff expansion and how it's going to be impacted, yo. That's three shows today. That's that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope, Le. I think this this might be the longest show we've ever done. Just the two of us. Three hours and 19 minutes. Somebody said you on this that uh super eggnog, Le. I'm just saying, we gotta be realistic about LeBron now. Left, you should never be realistic. Use the word realistic when it comes to you talking about LeBron, because we to have to deny pull. the all-time leading scorer is just to is deny him what? To deny him what? That that you wouldn't have him as the best player in the league. He's 38, averaging 27, seven and seven. Okay, you're right. You're right. 38. You're right. Jokic is like 10 years younger, barely getting over the line. 27, 7, and 7 at 38. Come on. He can can barely get over the line. He can barely jump, and he's still the best player in the league. Super chat, just in the gal. Thank you. Thank you for your continued work. Also, Sean, you okay, dude, dressed for the Arctic today? No, man. This is how we dress in the Midwest. I don't know. Left, don't we do vests and hoodies in the Midwest? During the, the winter? winter's all about layers. Yeah, it's we the, layer it's, up. It's layer season. That's how you know the difference between the Midwest and anywhere else is that winter Facts. season. Facts. DC Iris twelve thirteen. Is it wrong that I'm jealous of scum feeling like we could should be competing for championships? Um, I mean, this is a three year run of them being in the playoffs, so I would be jealous of that. Well, two of the three, they wasn't even. They wasn't winning that thing. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Two of them three years, it's a consolation. Like you had a good season, so you can you can get invited, but mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have no chance two of them years. Uh no GTP question from Irish AJ question from Malik. Would he personally do that if he played in today's climate? Yeah, yeah, Malik, answer the question. Would you leave what? Notre Dame for NIL money before a playoff game? Well, it's not that many more. It's not that many places that are greater than Notre Dame. No, no, no. So how? Wait a minute. So you put me. You put me under the microscope. How would the conversation between you and Kelly go left? How do you think that conversation goes left? What year are we talking? 2016. 2016. Well, it it it'd be an interesting conversation because you got nil. That we talking about Deshaun's leaving 2016 potentially. You got I'm asking future plans. It's a it's a it's a the 12 team playoffs. Mm. At the time, Florida wasn't a 12 team playoff during that time. I can guarantee Notre Dame be a 12 team playoff team. 2016, it just mm. they just chose the wrong person to play that year. So a lot it's a different conversation. Plus, at that time, you know, you, Notre Dame's giving out free $2 million to anybody at quarterback, it seems like. 
Sam Hartman can go in there and win eight games, nine games, and be a a two million dollar guy. I mean, shit, I would have stayed. I would have stayed but, for that if they, it was that easy. But I'm supposed to get. But I'm supposed to get Sam five hundred, right? For the shakedown. Man, listen, the shakedown is going. Listen, if we're a playoff team going in 2016, I'm definitely talking to Mark uh, to Brian Kelly. Yo, what are we doing here now? And you keep throwing digs. I'm not going to bring it up, but, you know, it's like the third time in the last two weeks you said, yeah, they chose the wrong person in 2016. But I'm going to let that slide. Eric's been said, Spidell, thank you for the uh, – Spidell, thank you for the super chat. Malisha, stay on the petty train. Ellen, you know, laughing. <laughs> Much love, fellas, and happy new year to y'all. And LLM same to you, my brother, as always. Yeah, Malik. Malik was down. Malik is down for the shakedown. That's why he put. That's why he put Sam. No, Hartman I'm saying it's easy to have a shakedown mm-hmm. in certain guys' situation. Mm-hmm. Michael Penix can give a shakedown out. Washington would come to Michael Penix. He wouldn't have to right. shake. No, him I'm down. sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Some, but that goes back to some schools. Or schools are going to have to, especially if you're in the top twelve every year. They're going to have to start uh, bidding against guys sitting out and not. Because a guy sitting out is, is is purely an individualistic thing. It's not like a you sitting out for the embetterment of anybody else other than yourself. So team, schools are going to have to compete with that. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Great show today. Chat, you guys. A1 as always. Best in the business. LL Nation, Notre Dame fans all over the world. We appreciate if you guys. If Ron Leonard don't shake us down next year, don't be. If he shakes us down, don't be surprised. He's gonna be feeling himself. He has won more games than he ever has. Cause we are a ten win team with or without him. He gonna come to Marcus Freeman and be like, "Look, you want to win these playoffs? You clearly need me." That's the delusion of the quarterback position at Notre Dame. It's the delusion that you're gonna be placed in a situation where you're getting ten games. Because our mm-hmm. team's good. The schedule is fit for it. Look, love. You remember when uh, our boy D'Angelo Barksdale was running the pit and he got into it with Bodie because they had just beat up a hype. And he asked him, what y'all doing? That's right. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, dude. We can sell the product without the bodies, the messy stuff, and all that hood ghetto stuff. Just do the business. Business is done every day without all that extra stuff. And he was right. The business of the portal, NIL, and all this stuff, it can get done without the super stuff. It really can. It can. But that's on the school. That's on the NCAA in the corner, like a crybaby, whining, like we're not going to do anything. All of this can handle by strict, it can be handled strictly business. Strictly business, it can be handled. That's it. Because the bodies is what got Bodie sent away and he had to escape from the home, from the boys' home. That's what got him beat up by the cops. 
because he wanted to be hood gangster along with doing the business. But heck, on the other end, hey, Springer tried to do the business and ended up getting killed. So, I mean, you know, the game itself, that game might be a bad example. But the hustle in the game of the NIL and the transfer portal, man, can be done real smooth, man. Real smooth for everybody. They just don't want it that way. So, you're right, left. We might end up getting shakedowns. Who never knows? We never know. Never know. You never know. Lucky left. Um, Lilo, I think Marcus Burden just needs to work on his shooting and his ball handling. That's it. That's it. I worry about his turnovers a little bit right now. Just need him to shoot the ball better, be a better floor general. Yeah, what you think about Shrewsbury's up and down here? I think it was is is like that because oh, they're young. They just young. They just I told young. Yeah, I think it's just because they're young. I had multiple people because you know Virginia is a flat out solid defensive team, and Notre Dame ate their lunch, took it, ate it. I had multiple people hit me up on social media inboxes emails like yo you're right about shrewsbury's playbook like i told y'all yeah shrewsbury's a good coach it's just when we I, get blown out it's just like damn how did that you know is it i young told coach? you this dude has plays for days that would not be the issue if he go, if he gets players to fit his system notre dame is going to be one of the top offensive teams in the big in the uh, acc the fact that they put up 70 what, what was it 74 in virginia yeah, they just right now they're young, they struggle defensively, and they struggle with physicality right now. You know, it is what it is, but they they're gonna be all right. They're on this six 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 kid out of Chicago right now. Nice, nice. They're on Kendall Gill's son as well, Phoenix Gill. So. Yo, he's, he's going to bring in some talent. He's going to bring in some talent. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.